big warm welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marion Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here. Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marion Rose. And I'm Lael Stone. And today, as you can see from the title, we're going to be talking all about nature and nurture. It's probably one of the biggest questions that's been going on for however long we've been inquiring into human nature. And so we're going to answer this question once and for all. (laughs) (laughs) This will be the answer. It's the definitive answer. So you'll never need to think about it ever again. Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> let's add let's add we'll add the, the world according to Marin Mail and what we think. Today. Today. For today. For change next week. I love that. I love that. So do you want to start there, Marion, talking about um well, I guess why we've why are we talking about this topic today? Because it has it is one that we've talked we've talked about talking about. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a good podcast. It's gonna just all the words are gonna come out. Um, we have discussed it quite a few times and, and it's something that turns up a lot. We both see it with our clients, doesn't it? So do you wanna talk a little bit about what, what you feel this is around? Mm, I, we were just talking before that we could almost see this at two different levels, and I think one of them being that so often without the understandings that aware parenting gives about a child's behavior and the expressions that they have that so often uh, parents can think that how the child's behaving is about who they intrinsically are as a human being and I think so often then parents can go into these judgments about their child or even um, kind of character descriptions like my child is really intense or he is a bad sleeper or she is a fussy eater you know all these ways that children get get um, described and I think what aware parenting brings to that is the understanding that so often a child's behavior is not actually some of the time and a lot of the time is to do with who they really are but intertwined with that are the impacts of stress and trauma unexpressed feelings and how much that impacts what we see in a child so I think aware parenting helps us to some degree in a way that is impossible really to do entirely but to to separate out who is my child really what is their true nature and what what is a reflection of unexpressed feelings or um, those kinds of things and I think the second layer which is something that you were particularly going to be talking about was more about that knowing that all children are going to express experience stress and challenges and do you want to talk a bit more about that you were talking so beautifully about it before we started recording well I think it's something that comes up for me a lot with um, clients is that uh, um, many parents say, and I also must admit that I felt like this too, of going, I'm doing all this listening and I do all this play and I'm offering all this connection and they've still got stuff or <laughs> they maybe not doing what I asked them to do or, you know, in my case, having done this a lot when my kids were little, then them being teenagers where they still have some big stories turn up. You know, there's still moments of anxiety or there's still moments of 
you know, big feelings. And I've watched him myself go, hang on, I've done so much listening with you. Like I've done so much connection. And yet here you are at 15, 16, 17, you know, feeling these big feelings. And, you know, I think that was such a valuable experience for me doing that with my kids because I realized um, there is no perfect. And as humans, we are meant to have these contrasting experiences because they're all here to help us grow and they teach us. And I think I had to really redefine that actually what we're parenting is, is particularly as our kids get older and experience stuff that's tricky, is that they have the skills to move through whatever they're feeling it doesn't have to hang around for a long time and they also come to you with those big feelings because it feels safe enough because they've had that imprint to say, Hey, things are feeling hard. Can you help me? So I had to really shift that illusion from if I do this with my kids when they're little, then they will just be perfect humans. <laughs> just, just, We don't actually want them to be that. How do we have empathy, compassion for others, you know, when we haven't experienced that adversity in ourselves sometimes. I mean, we still can have that, but I think there's often a depth that comes when we have journeyed and worked through stuff that's been really tricky as well when we're sitting in compassion with somebody else. So I think that bubble had to burst, which was excellent. And so I want to say to parents when their kids, you know, if you do have little children is that this is not so your kids grow up to be model teenage citizens, you know, so that they never do anything wrong or, or make mistakes. You know, we actually want them to do that because that's all part of learning who they are. Again, the bigger picture here is knowing that um, who they are and their unique beings is magnificent and that, um, you know, we, I guess our goal as parents is always to come back to sit in this place where we look at our children and say, I see you, I see all of you and all of you is welcome. And I think this is what brings up a bit of an edge for parents is particularly when we have children that are really loud, you know, if we're someone that likes to be quiet and we're a bit more sensitive to our environment or we have children that are very dramatic um, and we find that challenging or confronting or we have children that have a lot of energy or we have children that are very shy or we have children that are, are very sensitive and cautious, like no matter what, um, all of that it is it's so easy to look at that and to label that as there's something wrong and that that's, you know, that's who they are as a being and that there is, and, and often we look and go, there's something wrong with them because they are that. But what if we actually stood back from that and said, actually, who they are is amazing and perfect. And, and sometimes some of the issues come up with how we are perceiving that, what it's bringing up in us. And often, again, as we always talk about coming back to our own story, it can often highlight where we didn't feel like we were accepted and we were enough for who we are. Because the truth is we are all enough. We are all exquisite, amazing humans, all doing the best job we know how. And I think ultimately that's how our children want to be seen through his eyes. So it's interesting when we look at the whole kind of concept of nature and nurture um, that, you know, children are unique, extraordinary, amazing individual beings and they have elements where they can push our buttons just because, you know, of whatever is our own story. But equally, I think it is that we have the capacity with the way parenting to bring our skills and tools to hold them in those, some of those behaviors that feel challenging for us and know that that is still okay. Mm, so beautiful now. Yes. 
you know what comes to me is not aware parenting it's more from my psycho-spiritual parenting perspective when I think about what you're saying and and I think about love and will so I tend to think love is is about increasing our capacity to unconditionally love our children and ourselves whatever the behavior the repression mechanisms the dissociation whatever is going on but also will is also about the change and movement and encouragement and the possibility of change and that that's also really important so for example i know um in the past have worked with parents where perhaps their child has had a thumb sucking repression mechanism and they've tried out various things with um attachment play or whatever and they've gone they've said well you know my child just wants to to keep on doing that and i think it's really often holding that um holding that with um, curiosity and lightness of like loving our children unconditionally in whatever they're showing up with but also knowing if if something is there that needs support and needs help that we're also there wherever we can be in whatever capacity we have to help them with those things that those things may move that if they have feelings that those you talk about the feelings moving but you know if they have feelings that we love them unconditionally, for example, if they're um, sucking their thumb and that doesn't seem to be shifting. But it's also doing whatever we can to keep on inquiring into that. Is there something I might need to do some inner work on? Is there some different kind of attachment play I can bring in? So I really like holding that as it's not one or the other. We don't need to just unconditionally love them and go, well, just, you know, they suck their thumb slash whatever the thing is your child is doing. And I'll just love them unconditionally. It's I love them unconditionally. And is there anything that I might be able to, to support them with? Is there anything I might be uh, able to do in myself? So it's both movement and acceptance as things are accepting you know what I mean so I like holding both of those the love and the will oh yeah I agree with you totally I think it is it's those you know we could get into this place where we could see our child who's really perhaps really hyperactive and racing around and throwing stuff and all that kind of stuff and we could easily go oh that's just who they are and um well well, that's fine. I just have to try and accept or tolerate that. Whereas perhaps we could say, all right, you know, in my, in my center, do they feel like they're okay? And if we're seeing a child perhaps doing that a lot, you know, we might be like, actually, no, maybe they're not all right. And exactly what can I do to help them perhaps feel a little calmer in their being or their body? Or what can I do to, yeah, assist in some way if there is something going on? So exactly like you're saying, whether it's sucking a thumb or whether it's perhaps being really, you know, loud or those kind of things, it is... Waking up 25 times a night or... (laughs) mm, mm, Yes. What can we do around that? Where does that sit? And I think as parents, we know. I think we feel actually something is out of balance here. And sometimes we, it's really easy to go into that denial part of us because it's just easier and we go, Oh yeah, okay. That's just how it is. Whereas I think, you know, we, we sometimes deny because, you know, we're a bit scared of what it's going to bring up for us and how we feel about that really. And they're, they're big things to have to lean into sometimes as parents. Mm. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, I think again, 
it's so easy to label our kids as a certain thing. And, you know, I really watched this with my beautiful middle daughter. She was, you know, very gentle and when she was little and she was always very cautious walking into a room of a lot of people and have to stick really close by. And she really quickly got labeled as sensitive. And, um, and I remember one time when she was like four or five or something and somebody said something and she just said in a beautiful little four-year-old voice, she goes, I'm sensitive. And I thought, Oh, okay. <laughs> She's just taken that on board right there. And then as that's who she is. And I remember thinking, no, that doesn't feel great for me. Like you are actually more than sensitive. You, you sensitive is just a part of who you are, but you're also brilliant and funny and loud and all these kind of things. And, and I really made a conscious effort to not say that, that, but to actually bring in a whole lot of other elements of who I saw who she was. And and I remember even saying to my husband, we, we've got to stop saying that or, you know, because I think that is she's creating this whole identity of I'm sensitive so I can't do this or I'm sensitive because it's that. And it's not to say that she isn't, but I think that could be very easy just to get into labelling. And we can do the same around children who are, well, mainstream likes to label kids as naughty or bad or trouble or those kind of things as well, which can be equally as damaging as that's who you think I am and that's my identity and so that's who I will be. Yeah, so important, isn't it, to be aware of how we are talking about them, mm. even in our own minds, even if we're not saying it out loud, because mm. they're really picking up on that. And that's not to mean that we're not ever going to do that, but to mm. be really, um, to be inquiring into that and being mm. seeing if there's some other way that we could describe them. Mm. And I think the other thing that's really helpful, we did a whole podcast on, was it called Behaviour and Feelings? Mm. About really seeing that so much of children's behaviour, particularly younger children, is a result of unexpressed feelings. And, and again, how much of a difference that can make that we're not seeing a child as um, whatever the words might be, hyperactive or a poor sleeper or a, you know, a fussy eater or any of those things. But we're looking at the behavior and seeing, as you always say so beautifully, Lo, we're looking behind the behavior. What, what is actually really going on for them? And is this actually... Um, is this behavior actually telling us that they've got some accumulated feelings that they need to express usually either through crying or raging or through attachment play, which we talk about through these podcasts. And so again, I think that that's one of the core gifts that aware parenting has that it really deeply understands that so much of children's behavior isn't, isn't really who we might think of them as their truest, deepest nature. It's more an indication, a flag for feelings as we talk about. It's, it's telling us something about what they might be needing or what feelings are there bubbling for them. So again, it's a, a really much more fluid way of looking at children rather than they are X, Y, and Z. I so often hear parents say, you know, my child is so intense or my child has much more intense feelings than other children. And I often say, you know, it's really normal and natural for all children to have really big, intense feelings. It's just we live in a culture where that hasn't been welcomed. It's been seen as something we need to stop or to repress. So the fact that we may not see that so much in the world doesn't mean that one child has necessarily got a lot more bigger feelings. It might be just that they're feeling freer to express those feelings. So... Where parenting is mm. so gorgeous in, in the clarity mm. in which it can, when we observe a child to actually, I love what you're talking about, to really feel in to ourselves. And often it is, isn't it? It's like, do when they're doing that, are they, are they feeling calm and relaxed? Are they feeling connected with themselves? Or are they feeling clearly agitated and antsy? Mm. And are they avoiding eye contact and all of those things, which are more likely to tell us that that's actually about unexpressed feelings rather than mm. as about 
uh, a true expression of their personality of who they really are Mm. I think I've shared this before but I I love this I say it all the time is my kids used to walk into the room and I'd kind of like do this energetic scan (laughs) and be like (laughs) of them where are they like you know are they feeling imbalanced they're feeling good are they feeling a little bit you know agitated is can I see some feelings bloom like I would still and I still do it now they walk in the room and it's instant like you can just feel where they're at and I go okay there's something going on and I think that that is a really great practice that I've got into to just so that I'm really attuned to them to be like where are they what are they feeling and what might they need in this moment if they do need anything from me or do they just bring it to me they usually just bring it to me but but being able to just go ah okay I know what it feels like when you are feeling really centered and anchored and balanced and open and when you're not I can sense that and you know how can I um, support you if you want to move through that if you want to move through that because sometimes in the teenage years they don't want to move through that I'm just going to tell you that sometimes they like to hang around in it for a little bit and just you know let that work for them so that's that's the added if they want to move through it (laughs) that's that's the older thing Um, yes Mm. I, I would also love to say too that and this is something that um, I know is a real fear for a lot of parents that often we can have children that remind us of other family members. Um, no, that came out all wrong. Their behaviour reminds us of other family members. They also can look or have temperament, similar temperament sometimes to other family members. And that can be really easy to get into labelling again and also to creating this they're just like them um, vibe. And I think that um, in families that I've worked with where we do see that children, our, our, maybe our children that come through who do remind us of our parents or our brothers or sisters or our cousins or uncles or something is usually there. To, so, you know, and if it really does, we see a lot of those same behaviours there to help you work through some stuff that perhaps was not seen or unfinished. And it can be very easy to get into they're going to be just like them, you know, or I don't want them to turn out just like them, you know, or even more than that, when we feel like I've turned out just like my mother or I am just like my father. And often I will say to parents, you know, you are your own separate being. And even when we are perhaps behaving like our parents, whether we're yelling or we move into sometimes I don't know, shaming our kids or we do stuff that we know doesn't feel great for us, but it's something that's very familiar because it was done to us. It's, it's a learned imprinted behavior that we've observed and watched. It doesn't mean that is you. It is just, that was the imprint that you had that says, this is how you respond when things feel hard. So I do love to remind parents that it is, they are their own separate beings as are your children. And again, as you highlighted just before Marion, They are all beautiful opportunities and expressions often of unmet needs or feelings that are sitting there that are asking to be addressed. So that's a really common theme I see a lot. Would you say you see that too, Marion? Yes. Mm. (laughs) You just do? (laughs) I'm already thinking about my next thing that I want to talk about. If I go off there, I will forget my next thing that I want to talk about. (laughs) Go go your next thing then. So my next thing I would like to talk about is aware parenting and practicing it has also helped me really get really clear about what I believe the true nature of human beings are to go really big picture here, which you know is a particular passion of mine. Um, So to give an example, 
you know, when I was practicing aware parenting when my children were younger, I was very, very diligent and I'd done loads of work for her and I started early on. And so when my son was born, I'd already been practicing it for four years and my daughter I was an aware parenting instructor and I was like, as you know, back in the day, I was very kind of obsessional about it. It was my, my, just the thing I did. And so I listened to a lot of crying, both my daughter and my son, but particularly my son, even more so because I, you know, I'd learned a lot. And what I saw in him those first four or five years were the, uh, not an iota of aggression or what you might call violence. I listened to a lot of crying, you know, many, 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 many hours. And what it really helped me see is, you know, I think there's a, there's a belief about human beings that, uh, you know, we're just violence or aggression is an intrinsic part of um, human nature. And really through what my experience with my children and observing other um, parents who've, who've been kind of obsessional about where parenting the first few years is as a similar experience that actually that gentleness and that natural gentleness with animals, with each other, the awareness, you know, why it's called aware parenting, that awareness and that presence that they have is our true nature if we get to have our needs met enough and our feelings expressed enough, which is a big ask. It's a big, big ask. I do want to say then that the kind of experiment for me was then, as I've talked about a lot in other podcasts, is when his dad and I split up. He went from that state to, after a little while, into hitting and headbutting and, you know, a lot of aggression and a lot of um, what you might call violence. And it really helped me get a really clear perspective of human beings. And this is, this is including what we, what we said at the beginning, actually what I would like to put in is the, the kind of um, the cultural perspective that we are, each of us is born in a particular time. We have our own lineage. Um, aware parenting is a completely different paradigm from the paradigm of at least the past 2000 years in terms of not punishing, not rewarding, not seeing as good and bad, not seeing uh, the need for, you know, the whole naughty and nice and repression, all of those things. But of course, we are learning it as uh, usually first time, first generation parents, often not having seen that uh, anybody else practice that. Um, having all our own inner work to do, which is a massive thing. So m most of us, we're not going to be able to do it to the extent that our child never hits or bites or throws or pushes or takes or swears, all of those things. And, and that's certainly what I found, you know, my own history around um, partnership and my relationship with my dad, you know, all of that caught up when my son was four and my daughter was eight. And, and then that's what showed up in, in their behavior and our relationships. But it, but there was enough of a window to see, to help me really see that our true nature as human beings isn't to hurt each other, it isn't to be aggressive, it isn't to be violent, and to hold that as, you know, to hold ourselves with deep compassion that our children, most of our children, will show up with those things, but that isn't who they really are. That children naturally do not want to hurt each other. They don't want to hurt pets. They don't want to um, hit or bite. That's always the expression of unmet needs or accumulated feelings it's not who we truly are as human beings and i and i think really holding that perspective and really knowing it in our in my bones has really really helped in so many ways to 
to um, to understand us as human beings. So whilst also having deep compassion for exactly where we are in, in this evolutionary journey and, you know, how new aware parenting is, it's still really, really new. So to be deeply compassionate with ourselves in, in terms of the amount we can meet our child's needs or listen to their feelings, given that we also live in a culture that uh, doesn't support families. We're mostly in nuclear families, particularly at the moment, there's even more stress, um, you know, all the things that make it really, really hard. So I, again, I like to have that kind of bigger picture as well as, again, the deep compassion for exactly where any of us are in our journey. So it's kind of a mirror of what we're talking about with our children is like understanding um, our true natures whilst also being deeply compassionate with all the hurts that we all have, all the younger parts of us that show up, all the things we've internalized in our culture. So I, I like to kind of hold again the two, the two parts, deep unconditional love plus seeing what is possible and how we can, you know, the places where we can shift and move. That's so beautiful. And it's making me think as you talk about, you know, every family, well, no, what, yeah, I, I guess I see this, is that we, each family has their own unique, and I'm talking kind of lineage family, has their own unique kind of thread or story or Thing that they carry on through generations like it's it's interesting if you know you look at a family's lineage and where they've come from there often is those very very familiar bigger family stories that have been passed on and often because it hasn't been processed and dealt with and one thing that I say to parents all the time is that you know tying into this piece of compassion and we've got to get it right and it's got to look this way is that when we are choosing to parent with awareness and consciousness you know we are actually putting our hand up to say you know this this family lineage it's stopping here it's the way that perhaps we have used anger or blame or shame or pain or whatever we've done in our family we're actually this is no longer I'm going to do it differently for my kids and that takes so much courage to do that it's really big it's really really big so even, you know, if you still are yelling and even if you're doing stuff where you think, oh, I shouldn't do that, you know, the fact that you know that there is a different way or that you want to do it a different way is so amazing because that is just part of the steps towards changing lifetimes of imprint here. And it's big and sometimes it can be very tricky. And, um, you know, I think, again, that piece, we always talk about compassion. We have to be so kind and gentle to ourselves that we're like, I'm doing it a different way. And I, I really like to get that across to anyone I'm working with when they feel like they're not doing enough. I'm like, oh, gosh, just please take a moment to look back from where you've come from to where you are now and go, okay, this is a work in progress. And my children are going to um, absolutely get the benefit of the fact, even if you've just listened once to their feelings, even if you play or just all those things, they all add to helping change a huge story. And again, our lineage and our past, you know, they were doing the best job they knew how. It just, we are a product of time and culture and history and all those kind of things. And so I think this is why, you know, it's, it's huge work and it's challenging and it's confronting and it's not why a lot of people don't want to do it and that's okay. <laughs> it's totally okay. You know, a lot of the world still just goes, can you just fix my child? They're behaving like this and it's not okay. So just fix them. 
And, you know, I think where we come from is, well, let's take a few steps back and look at the whole picture here. Where is mum and dad in this story or the parents? Where, what's the environment? What's going on for the child? What are they telling us? All those kind of things. Whereas I still think our word is very much about good, you know, good children and bad children and we must fix them and they must behave. And that is, again, why I think we all have to take a deep breath and just go, whoa, I'm doing something really powerful here, I'm turning up for my kids and I'm doing it in a way that was often never done to me. And that's huge. Yes. So, so much acknowledgement, so much acknowledgement to everyone listening to this, even if you're listening and this is brand new to you. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. That you're actually willing to sit here and listen to, to hearing these ideas. And I think it's so important that lots of acknowledgement and appreciation. Mm. I, I remember for me thinking, having the sense that like, at my point in the lineage, I needed to change everything, like everything <laughs> needs to be changed. And just to see that we are not, we are not evolution's end. Hopefully there's going to be hopefully a lot more generations after us. And we can only, it's like, it's like we're the bridge and we can shift and we can shift as much as we possibly can and change these patterns and the, the imprints and the, the hurts, but we, we're not going to be able to shift all of it in one generation. It's just not possible. So I think for me, there was a, a really beautiful time after about two years of practicing where parenting, where I suddenly really got, Oh, you know, this is, this isn't about me trying to get it perfect. This is about me being the next, the next rung in the ladder of the evolution of my family and my lineage. And I'm doing what I'm doing and my children will, and, and, you know, I can see that so clearly how much they've evolved beyond me. And hopefully if they have children, theirs will evolve beyond them. We are not the end and we can't expect ourselves to, to, to jump 10,000 miles and 10,000 kilometers in, in one jump it's not possible mm-hmm. and you know what else is making me think when you say that marion is about when we start exploring and doing the work and we look at where we've come from and our family of origin and all the stuff you know it's easy to get mad at our parents for what they didn't do or how they didn't do the work or why they parented you in the way you did and it's you know i think that's part of the process firstly is waking up that well that's been my imprint and then we often get a bit mad and then we move past the anger to compassion that they were responding in a way that, you know, often what was done to them. And, you know, and then we move through the different stages of healing and, you know, it's like the AA, 12 steps to enlightenment. It's like 12 steps to, to realising you becoming a conscious parent. But there's a point to this. Um, I remember, you know, in doing a whole lot of work, and stuff around my dad and he's a beautiful man but you know he doesn't really want to look at any of his stuff this life and you know his life has shown me that and the choices he's made and I he doesn't have it in him I don't think to do the work and he's a beautiful man but I think he will always stay stuck in those stories and the imprints he had and um you know, there was a time there where I was looking at him thinking, if I'm doing the work, you should do the work. But I just, you know, I realized he just, he's just not going to, you know, he's still alive. He'll probably, I don't know how much longer he'll live for or whatever. But I think that just because he didn't, then it doesn't mean that I can't and that I have a choice too and how I wanted to do it for my children. And, you know, I think one of the biggest motivations for me in really changing this is probably when I had my daughter. So I'd had my son first and he was three years old when my daughter Indy came along. And it it struck me to my core um, when I was holding her as a little baby, just this insight of 
who she's going to become as a woman in the world is going to be shaped on me. Like I am her teacher for this. This is, you know, if we look at the imprint of the feminine, then this is, I'm it. So it made me go, Jesus, what am I doing? <laughs> like what, what am I just showing her by who I am being? And it's what really woke me up to shifting and changing a whole lot of stories and imprints about who I was as a woman, who I wanted my daughters to become as women. And they were the best catalyst for doing the work and actually shifting a whole lot of stuff. And I think I've shared this. I come from a great family of strong women, capable women. You want something done, give it to the women in my family. They're amazing. But, you know, they don't do self-care well and they don't, um, you know, that dropping into the slowness of the feminine isn't something that has been something that they've, they've learned, you know, they come from good hard stock kind of. And, and um, I just realized, ah, oh, I just, I want something different within that for my daughters. And so I had to start changing that within myself, which felt really foreign and weird and tricky. And then it became who I wanted to be. And then I watched my daughters do that. And, and I think that's having children is a powerful motivator to do the work and to, to really look at well, what stories do I believe to be true or what have I been imprinted with and, and how could I shift and change it, particularly for my children. And that's, just, that's not just about being feminine or masculine. That's about how we respond to feelings. It's about yelling. It's about looking at our stuff. It's about apologizing. It's about being brave and courageous. It's about everything, everything. And are we living, you know, the life that we want to imprint and impact our kids with? It's almost the, like the biggest invitation, isn't it? I know it's similar for me. It's like, and especially when we see, because we see how much they're influenced by us and like, oh, if I, if I want that for them, am I, am I willing to have that for myself? It's not only about the shifting the things. It's also if we want them to have to do what they love in the world, are we doing, are we following our calling and feeling fulfilled in that? There's so many ways, aren't they, that, that they invite us to, to really, um, just to really grow and, and become more who we really are. Mm, it's big stuff, isn't it? So beautiful. Mm. <laughs> see, we were, we are answering the question. <laughs> what was the question? Oh, yeah. See, this is the answer. Definitive. You never need to ask yourself again. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. until, until next week, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a big, it's a really interesting topic because it just goes into so many elements, doesn't it? I think on a practical levels, again, I see... Um, you know, particularly with little kids, if they have big feelings and express themselves, you know, I have worked with quite a few parents who are like, you know, I need to give them some discipline so they don't become entitled or they don't become, you know, um, rude children or those kind of things because of that old imprinting paradigm as well. So it's, it's easy to look at behavior that children show us and place that lens on it of this means they're going to be this or you know, I don't want them to be that. So I have to change it to be a certain way. And I think that again, is such an invitation to look into our expectations, our beliefs around things and, and really, again, asking that question to look behind the behavior of where are our children? Because as you said so beautifully before, their true nature is love. Their true nature is connection. Their true nature is kindness and doing what they can to stay connected to us that's who they are it's who we are all really are we just um sometimes that's harder to do Mm, so beautiful i don't know about you lau but i know for me 
Uh, and I think for many parents, there's nothing like parenting to help us see increasingly the culture that we have grown up within. So not only the family, and I think often there is that journey that you talk about the, of seeing how we've been impacted by a family and feeling the feelings and also then having the compassion for them holding both of those, but also seeing the culture in which um, the, the lineage and the culture and my experience has been like each, each time it's almost having like a bigger circle, a bigger frame of reference. And I know for me, things like um, pregnancy and birth and um, aware parenting in particular, there's so many things that have really helped me see things from that bigger um, cultural perspective, which is why I go on about it so much, you know, really seeing that so many of the things um, that we think are kind of just normal around how we are around sleeping and around listening to feelings and around punishments and rules and all those things are just how things are. But if we look at that historically and see, um, see that actually that isn't just how things are that's result of a particular set of uh, historical events and core beliefs about human beings and what i love is that in ever a widening capacity to see that aha i'm a i have been deeply affected by my family but i've also been deeply affected by the culture with which i grew up in and the historical time that i was born in and the more we see that, the more we actually have choice around that and a choice to, to free ourselves from, from the cultural conditioning to actually see so many of these things aren't just how we are as human beings. So when we talk about nature and nurture, not only on an individual level about our child, which what's their nature, what's their nurture, but as human beings, as humanity, you know, what's, what's nature, what's nurture? And of course, that's understanding culture. Because culture is so much historical culture the way we perceive human beings the way we treat babies and children education all of those things um, we get to see more clearly who we really are as human beings and and what is cultural what is cultural and what might be more intrinsic to to who we really are which is why i was gone you know our true nature again uh, aware parenting really that our true nature is awareness and you know from my perspective our true nature is love and will Mm. and keeping on coming back to that the, mm. the holding both isn't it and again i think that's what we come back to we're holding our true nature and nurture which is our family our culture our lineage and and seeing the the interrelationship of those two oh i love that you just tied that up so beautifully in a big bow <laughs> so good <laughs> that's so that was beautiful it's very eloquently put Oh, thank you so much, Lau. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. It's really um, yeah. I, look, yeah, it's it's. I, I, no, I'm I'm a bit. I'm just stumbling with words because it just is something that um, I think we don't often have space to contemplate in parenting because we're busy and and our you know our world at large doesn't really ask us about those things you know i think they're beautiful things to ponder and really come back to well what do i want for my children and what do i want for me as a parent and and as a human and then what do i want for my family and community and then the world and all that bigger stuff as well they're really beautiful things to ask and and probably incredibly poignant right now at this time on the planet as you know if anyone listening to this in the future we're currently in corona crazy <laughs> lockdown vibe where all the feelings are surfacing and we have space and time to tune into mm, who am i really and what do we want and how does that all look so it's, yeah it's powerful 
And I think the more we see that nature nurture piece and the cultural historical lineage piece, I mean, those, the parenting paradigm that we hold has a huge impact on how we respond to our children, not only in terms of how we feel, but our actual physical responses. So the way we perceive human beings has a big impact, doesn't it, on how we, how we arrange sleep or we, how we respond to our baby if they're waking up in the night, how we um, choose to help our children learn things, all the really practical um, day-to-day things, that how we're responding are really based on our core beliefs about the world and who we are as human beings. So I think it's really helpful to, to see that invitation for us as parents. What do I believe is our true nature and does that old paradigm of our true nature is bad and sinful and we need to be punished and shamed and all of those things to become loving or are we uh, again this is a little bit more to my psycho-spiritual parenting are we love and will or in aware parenting are we um, aware and present and that you know it's the the important question isn't it because that based on that is all our responses all the practices we we put into place the way we set up our family all of those things come from the way we conceptualize um humans mm. yes that's so good it's very deep <laughs> i like deep i only really like deep you know i love <laughs> it no i love it i'm like that's your thing it's that's so good <laughs> it is. it's amazing it's so right it's the bigger, bigger picture so it's so much the bigger picture yeah it's amazing and i think as you say at these times it's actually an amazing invitation to be looking at the bigger picture because you know not to not to be to, to give big responsibility but how we how we treat our children does have a big impact on who they become you know n- nurture has a big impact on who they become and how they what they who they believe themselves to be and um um the capacities they have like you said you know as as they grow up the capacity to be with their own feelings to talk about things all of those things are profoundly impacted by how we respond to them so parenting is so important and valuable and Mm. and needs to be so acknowledged and appreciated and seen as one of the most important things as it is it totally <laughs> given that is. acknowledgement mm. well that exactly is the answer isn't it on all so many levels if we want to change the world then we have to start in our homes we have to start with how we respond to our babies and our toddlers and our children and our teenagers because when we do respond with compassion and kindness and listening and awareness then their needs are met and then they can take that out into the world and then they're not taking all that other stuff out into the world, which is obviously where we see a lot of violence and destruction and all those kind of things. So you're right. It is, it's big. It's, it's the answer on so many levels. Mm. Which takes me back to that little aggression piece. I know you're just about to wind up, but you know, if we see our true nature isn't violent and aggressive, it isn't to go out and and create wars, Mm -hmm. but actually we have the power as parents to do whatever we can to increase our capacity, to get our empathy buddies, Mm -hmm. to do our inner work around it. So we have more and more children going out into the world who feel more calm and relaxed, who are able to cooperate and contribute, who, who feel connected with themselves, who don't need to turn to violence and aggression 
emotion because they don't have a whole load of stored painful feelings sitting there. So it's really important, isn't it? I think that's what we're really stating here today. Really important what, what you're doing. All, all the people listening, very, very, very important and wonderful work. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, again, even if you are in families where your kids are angry and there's all mm. aggression and feelings, it's... Mm it's okay. Like they're working through stuff and how we respond and turn up for that is, is so deeply important. So yes. keep going, keep doing the work. It's really important. You, you know, you're doing an amazing job just by having the willingness and the awareness to be there. Mm. Mm. Yes. All right. What would you like to offer as an offering to finish off? Mm. Who do you, what do you believe a human being's true nature is? Mm. And if you were to hold that always in your heart, how would you respond to, your, to yourself or your child in any moment, especially when things get tricky? If you remembered, if you came back to reminding yourself that, how would that impact how you respond? Mm, that's beautiful. Uh, my offering would be to be curious around do you label your kids in some way around in, in a certain um, vibe? Are, are you saying, oh, my child is this or my child is that? And, and, and is there a story in that for you that you're telling yourself around that? So to be curious around how we view our children and what we think they are. Mm. Mm. And also how you might do that to yourself as well. It's another thing to do. <laughs> yeah, how we, how we label ourselves sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you for being here, everybody, on this lovely, beautiful, deeper dive into the bigger <laughs> cosmic answers. Um, thank you for being here. And, you know, we love you sharing our podcast. And, you know, please go to iTunes, give us a review, rate us, share. We love it if you um, yeah, can share the Aware Parenting magic out there. So thank you for being here. And we look forward to talking to you next time. Mm, so much love to you. Thanks for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.